yo, you know it. Infamous 99, now. Great thugs on this side, let's do or die to the death like the terminal ill, taking their last breath, read your last right, God forgive me for hey, the cinema. Hey, good morning, good morning, what's up, what's up, what's up everyone, good morning, welcome to another episode of Daily Mind Podcast. Um, <laughs> it's Saturday where I'm at, so good morning here and good evening, I guess if you're still on Friday, so you know how that works. Um, hopefully everybody's weekend is starting off on a good note, I know mine's, eh, I'm awake, so I guess it is starting off on a good note. Hopefully, it's doing the same for you, whether or not you work or not. Either way, you know, you get another day to kind of just do it over again or do it differently. So, hopefully, it's working out for you. Um, yeah, so it's early in the morning where I'm at, so the day is starting off. Can't really tell you much about today, so that will be probably for another episode And if, some, if something interesting happens. Anyway, it's Saturday. Um, no special episode, but today um, I wanted to do a part two of the last episode I did, and that was about uh, forgotten cartoons. I felt like the list wasn't as complete, even though I made a couple of honorable mentions. So I did find another list of forgotten cartoons of the 1990s. Some of the cartoons I mentioned before did make it on this list, so you'll probably hear a repeat from a different perspective. It's fine, it's okay, but there's a lot of cartoons that didn't make that other list, so that's why I wanted to do a part two. And I promise you, after part two, there'll be no more. I'm, I, there's probably a shitload more, but I wanted to make it a little bit more complete. So I did find a new list of um, forgotten cartoons, believe it or not. And some of these cartoons that on this list might even surprise you. Because um, I know from the list that I just seen, I remember some of these cartoons and they could have done, they had potential. Like any, like any of these cartoons on the list, they have potential. And unfortunately... Um, things happened i guess they didn't quite make it so again just to give you a disclaimer some of the cartoons from the last list did make this list so you're going to hear a repeat but i think most of the cartoons on this list is going to be new that you didn't hear before at least not from the other list anyway so i found the website uh the gamer and um they gave 90s cartoons you watch but can't remember the name of again it's one of those forgotten cartoons and again this this list gave me 32 32 of these uh cartoons which is pretty cool um i'm not even going to read the synopsis i mean i'll just read a little bit at the top it says the 90s were a great time for cartoons but many shows have become nothing but a memory here are some that you've watched but forgot about i'm going to just jump right into the list there's no sense of um reading everything else and this was actually published um this past september of 2023 um it was actually updated and the article was done by i believe by steven lagoya and uh andrew galbraith gabriel houston and Cameron Miller. I guess they put this list together. So I'm just going to start off with number 32. Number 32 on that list. And I wouldn't even say this is a, a forgotten cartoon. This cartoon is mentioned by some people I know quite a bit. Uh, number 32, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, 52 episodes, 102 segments, four seasons from 99 to 2002. It says Courage the Cowardly Dog revolves around the ironically named dog of the show. That the show is named after, and the Scottish couple who took them in, cue a slew of wacky antics involving everything from mad scientists and creepy zombies to aliens and monsters. Um, it said that the cartoon by um, John R. Dilworth had a prominent 90s vibe with that typical zaniness and charm. Uh, it had a decent run after expanding from its origins as a humble animated short, but was very short-lived, lasting just a few years. The cartoon may have been forgotten by some, but it was actually a very popular cartoon. Um... 
I, I, you know, I sat and I watched a couple episodes, a few episodes. I never got into it. I will agree it did have that 90s vibe. Like, even looking at the pictures and the animation now, it definitely screamed Nickelodeon throughout. Um, but it was, it was something I never got into. It was a really strange cartoon. It did creep some kids out. But it also zoomed kids in. So I guess there had to have been a reason. But I think that cartoon resonated more with adults than anything, which is pretty strange, I guess. Uh, number 31, I've seen this cartoon a couple of times, didn't really care much for it. Um, the Wild Thornberries um, lasted from 99 to 2004 with 91 episodes and five segments. It says the Wild Thornberries uh, starts with a girl named Eliza Thornberry who gains the power to speak with animals after rescuing a shaman taking the form of a warthog <laughs> throughout the Odyssey in the wilderness. Eliza and her family embark on various adventures in the wild and occasionally gets into hijinks while filming a documentary. Now, it was praised for its endearing imaginative themes as well as its animal-friendly undertones. So, I mean, maybe the, the, this cartoon, as popular as it was, I remember the cereal, the snacks, and all that. In fact, they even had a fucking movie. I'm pretty sure they made a Wild Thornberries movie. It was really popular, and I guess it really connected kids with animals, but it also probably made kids think that they could talk to animals and animals can talk back. That's a whole nother story, but that's what cartoons is about, is opening up kids' imagination. Some cartoons did it pretty well, and others just didn't do very well at it. This next one, believe it or not, yes, there was a cartoon based on this. Now, one thing about the 80s and 90s was that there were a lot of cartoons based, like, out of movies. It was quick cash grabs. Remember, a lot of cartoons, too, try to sell toys and merchandise, but they had to make, you know, cartoons out of it, which they called half-hour commercials. Number 30, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Yeah, they had a cartoon. And in fact, I've watched this cartoon. I thought it was pretty cool. It was very close to the movie. It's just except, like, I don't know, there was only so much of this shit you can do. But it, the, the possibilities were infinite because they could have traveled and seen so many prominent figures. Um, it lasted 21 episodes, two seasons, only ran for a year from 1990 to 1991. Now, it says, believe it or not, this bizarre animated follow-up to the cult classic 80s film aired in 1990. And I remember this because it was on CBS. It featured much of the cast from the film, including Keanu Reeves, at least for the first season, running for two seasons from 1990 to 1991. This animated adventure continues the shenanigans you expect from Bill and Ted. Um, and, of course, they, it's, it plays out like the movie. They, they go solve problems, try to reconnect history. They meet historical figures. I didn't know Keanu Reeves did the first season of recording for this. I always thought that they had a sound alike that did this because sometimes when they do these, they try to hire original actors to do the animated versions of the movies, but it costs a lot of money. But at the time, Keanu was not a big money grab. He was just starting out, you know. So with that being said, I'm surprised they even got him for the first season. Uh, it also says here... Um, yeah, again, it, it says here, basically, they come into a lot of historical figures. Now, believe it or not, to me, I think the first Bill and Ted was the best movie of the three. Yes, because there are three. They did come out with a third one a couple of years ago. And now they're talking about coming out with a fourth one. I didn't even see the third one, but I heard it was nearly as good. I think what they did wrong was they waited too long for this. And, of course, it was easy to throw in that they had kids, they work regular jobs, because they're now older. And it was just weird seeing Keanu without a goatee which is pretty strange because I'm seeing him like that now because of John Wick. But yeah, he had no facial hair whatsoever to kind of fit that Theo, Theodore Long character that he, not Theodore Long, but Theodore uh, character that he played because his name is Ted. It's just weird seeing him without a beard again. All right, number 29, I Am Weasel. Had a pretty catchy um, theme song. Um, did, ooh, 
it's funny because it says each episode they were cut up in segments. Each episode was only seven minutes, so it had seventy nine episodes, five seasons, and it ran from ninety seven to two thousand. Now I will admit I've watched this cartoon. I thought it was pretty silly, especially with the baboon with the red ass, which is kind of bizarre for its time. But I don't know how that will work now. It says, "Um, I am Weasel." Charts the antics of the two animal frenemies, fittingly named LM Weasel and IR Baboon. Uh, it says here it began life as a segment in Cow and Chicken, which I do remember. An often forgotten show. It features ample back and forth banter as Baboon obsessively strives to outdo his more successful, wittier counterpart. Um, it was a pretty funny cartoon, I, I will say. Um, I've watched a few episodes here and there. I don't I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did, because again, it was just cut up segments from Cow and Chicken. And they figured, yo, why don't we just make a cartoon out of this? You know, a cartoon born from another cartoon kind of deal. And it worked. For a little bit, anyway. Okay, this next one. I don't know. Nobody can ever forget this next cartoon. Number 28, Dexter's Laboratory. Nobody can forget this. It's still a heavily memed cartoon. But, yeah, um, I guess some people would forget about it. Um, 78 episodes, 216 segments, four seasons from 96 to 2003. Now, it's made from the same creator as, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the Powerpuff Girls. It's made from the same... Uh, same guy. It says Dexter's Laboratory featured an uptight boy genius by the name of Dexter who speaks with a curiously unidentifiable accent. Much of the series has him facing off against his hyperactive sister Dee Dee who has a knack for wrecking havoc in his lab and setting him back with his inventions. <clears throat> Which is crazy because his parents I think had no idea that this boy had a laboratory in the house. The electric bill had to have been fucking stupid. <laughs> like that nobody questioned, like, yo, why is our electric bill a thousand dollars a month or some shit? Because their son had a lab, a whole functioning lab, in his um, in his room. Nobody bat an eye. But you know, it's a cartoon, so I mean, um, yeah, it's it's left to the imagination. Okay, this one I know people forgot about. Now I think I even forgot about this too. Number twenty-seven, the new adventures of He-Man. Um, only had one year of a run, but it's funny because it was one season. Uh, in 1990 and it had 65 episodes they must have been cranking out episodes in that one fucking year it says thanks to how much the he-man series could blend together back in the day it's easy for most people to have seen a few episodes of this 1990 series and have completely forgotten it functions similarly to the classic 80s cartoons and toys but with some updated designs and production decisions it even shows that he has a haircut he-man does he has like maybe shoulder length hair a little bit past the shoulder but it does, this dude had a haircut not a really short haircut but um a noticeable one. It said it was relatively short-lived on the air, and while people were seemingly still enjoying the series, it would serve as one of the last times people would see He-Man in a new cartoon format for quite some time. I mean, I don't think He-Man is in um, really big demand anymore anyway, so sad to say. All right, this cartoon I think I came across but didn't watch it really. Uh, number 26, The Pirates of Dark Water. Um, ran for two years from 91 to 93, two seasons and 21 episodes. It says, Pirates of Dark Water first aired as a five-part miniseries titled Dark Water, which was turned into a full series. The short-lived fantasy cartoon portrays an alien oceanic world being destroyed by an evil substance called Dark Water. Ren and his crew try to stop it by gathering the lost 13 treasures of rule and battle, pirate lords along the way. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I read that kind of fast. Um, gathering the lost 13 treasures of rule and battle pirate lords along the way. There we go. Makes more sense. Um... Yeah, they even had a toy line. Again, it was just one of those things to push toys, but 
I don't know. I think I came across it a couple of times. Didn't really appeal to me. So moving right along. Definitely forgotten. Now, again, this one, this next one made that other list from the last episode. Uh, 25 SWAT cats, the Radical Squadron. Um, 25 episodes, one special, two seasons, and it ran for only two years from 93 to 95. Now, again, SWAT cats, the Radical Squadron features two anthropomorphic feline vigilante pilots who use the advanced fighter jet, the Turbo Cat, to defend Mega Cat city from villains and monsters while also clashing with the city's law enforcement i thought this cartoon here was badass i thought this was a really really cool cartoon swat cats and i and it, and it could have lasted longer um like the other um, cartoon i mentioned too on the other list samurai pizza cats which which is fucking strange but that <laughs> that also had a, a thing i don't know 80s and 90s had this thing about cats you know you had garfield you had heathcliff swat cats P- samurai pizza cats i don't know it's pretty strange. They had a, a pretty strange time about some cats. Um, but it was rated the number one syndicated show of 1994, and its high rating spawned a toy line and a video game. Um, it was canceled near the end of its second season with three unfinished episodes after the studio was said to be displeased by the level of violence? Come on now. Okay, yeah, we I will say 80s and 90s cartoons were pretty violent. SWAT Cats was a pretty dark cartoon. Okay, I could see why. I could see where there was some discord with that. Number 24, Beetlejuice. Yes, remember, everybody's cashing in on the movies. Beetlejuice was, went from movie to cartoon. Um, 94 episodes, 109 segments, four seasons, and it ran for two years between 89 and 91. Now, of course, it's very simple. It's based on the movie, and it kind of followed the same hijinks as the movie. Um, it says, Beetlejuice was given more screen time in the world of animation. Let him use his powers without worrying about movie-level budgeting. However, the novelty wore off, and the show didn't gain the level of cult following the movie retains. Yeah, because in the cartoon, it's cheaper to make all the crazy special effects than the movie. Um, but it's been rumored for years that there's supposed to be a whole other Beetlejuice movie starring Michael Keaton. I think either it's in production, maybe it's stalled. I don't know, but why they wait so long to make these movies, man? I'm pretty sure if they would have just waited a, li- like, a little bit short shortly after the first one and did a sequel it probably would have been just as good but waiting all these years is different man all right number 23 one this cartoon had one of the best fucking openings of the 90s the best catchy theme song number 23 is tailspin 65 episodes one season running only from 1990 to 1991 now i remember this because i would watch this every day i come home from school and it had to be like kindergarten first grade for me and this cartoon would come on, and it had the catchiest theme song. In fact, sometimes I even go back to YouTube just to hear the theme song because it's just so it's it's a cool song. It says some people may recall seeing the Jungle Book's Baloo as a pilot at some point in the early '90s, and you have Tailspin to thank for that. The entire series sees Baloo and his work friends get up to various misadventures one would expect from a series revolving around flying. Yes, this was a weird show in the sense that all the Jungle Book characters, or at least most of them, like King Louie, Shere Khan, and Baloo, were in this cartoon. Somebody at Disney was like, fuck, yo, why don't we just, we want to do a cartoon about flying and misadventures, but who, which characters can we pluck from our roster to do it? And they decided to go with the Jungle Book characters. And, you know, I think Kit was probably the, the bear version of Magoo. I mean, yeah, of um, Mowgli. I'm sorry, I said Magoo. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I'll off myself for that. Um, Mowgli. I think he was that version, even though it's 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 a similarity. I'm just going off of it. It's probably he's supposed to probably be Mowgli, but it was an awesome cartoon. Um, when he fought against those like pigs, I guess that were supposed to be like Russians because they were <laughs> very similar. 
It was a pretty wacky cartoon. I thought it was awesome, but it only lasted one season. And I remember it on the Disney afternoon because, again, I would come home from school. The cartoon would be on Disney afternoon along with DuckTales and Darkwing Duck at that time. That's when, like, yeah, things were popping with Disney at the time. Okay, this cartoon reboot. Now, I've seen this cartoon. and It was perhaps one of the first full 3D animated cartoons of the time. Um, ran from 94 to 2002, 48 episodes of four seasons. It says it was the first completely computer-animated half-hour TV series and features the adventures of Bob, Enzo, and Dot, Bob, Enzo, Dot Matrix, Fong, and other citizens of Mainframe, the personal computer of an unnamed user defending themselves from attacks by the viruses Megabyte and Hexadecimal. Hmm. It says it started off as a lighthearted affair. It turned darker, grittier, and more mature in its third season when the comic relief character Enzo became Matrix, the anti-hero protagonist of the story, and it started targeting older audiences. Reboot left behind a profound legacy, even if it's seldomly talked about. Yeah, see, when you start messing around with the formulas of these TV shows, it, 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 it becomes, um, you could, it's make or break. Most times, it breaks the show. Had they probably wanted to start with, you know, keep, keep that same formula, but sometimes, you know, they probably thought that the show was falling off with the younger audiences. It's like when they cancel a lot of, like, kid shows for more teen shows, like, again, Parker Lewis. That, that kind of hurt me, too, just because they had shows like 91210 and stuff like that. They wanted to mature up. But as you can see, that, didn't, that doesn't quite work for a TV show. All right, number 21, Road Rovers. Now, this show made that other list. And again, it ran for 13 seasons. I mean, I'm sorry, 13 episodes. Woof. 13 episodes, one season, and ran for one year between 96 and 97. And again, it was a cartoon revolved around these genetically modified anthropomorphic dogs. Um, that were superheroes. Now, I've already explained this cartoon. I'm not going to explain it again. It's pretty simple. Um, I explained it more in the last episode I did. Number 20, The Adventures of Tintin. I heard of this, never watched it. It says, Tintin has been fairly recognizable character for a while, even, though, even for those who don't know the character well, but you may have forgotten about the 1991 to 1992 series, The Adventures of Tintin. Um, it does a great job of retelling classic Tintin adventures for what it was. Uh, for what was, at the time, a modern audience. It's the very thing that makes it memorable to some, but you might be one of the many people who only have fleeting images from the cartoon in your brain. Looks like the main character looks like, um, what's that fucking one character? Uh, Ed Grimley. And it is this white dog that ran for 39 episodes, three seasons, and lasted a year from 91 to 92, which is pretty, pretty doable, I guess. You know, as you can see, these, a lot of these 90s cartoons really didn't last very long. This next one, I already explained this one in the last episode, Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. 13 episodes, one season, 1991. I've already talked about it. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, that's another forgotten shit. Here's another Ninja Turtles uh, ripoff, though, that didn't make that other list. Number 18, Mutant League. Um, ran for 40 episodes, two seasons for two years, from 94 to 96. It says, few people know that the Sega Genesis game Mutant League Football and Mutant League Hockey had a cartoon series based on him, which involved protagonist Bones Justice Quest to learn the truth about his father by joining a professional mutant football team called the Midway Monsters. Uh, while the first season was a mess, incorporating a wide variety of plot lines without much regard for continuity, the second season took a more serious tone. The wild, gory, and cheesy exploits of the pumped-up mutant athletes are nowadays only recalled by adult fans of the game's or those who managed to catch a few episodes on TV. And again, this is like almost a blatant ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because when you got that one hit, you know, flattery 
you know, everybody wants to do the same shit. And sometimes it's not good. Now, this reboot here, this next one, number 17. Now, you got to go back to the 1960s of the golden age of Hanna-Barbera to remember this one. Um, number 17, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. So they rebooted Johnny Quest from that golden age of Hanna-Barbera. It lasted 52 episodes, two seasons, and it ran for one year from 96 to 97. Now, it says The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest is a continuation of the six, 1964 series, Johnny Quest, and features teenage versions of Johnny, Jesse, and Haji, revamped versions of the classic cast tackling real-world mysteries, legends, and paranormal events. Um, yeah. Now, it says here, um, <clears throat> it says, Real Adventures had all the makings of success, <clears throat> excuse me, but it ran into trouble when its original creator was dismissed after the first season, and the characters' designs were reworked to be closer to the original versions. It was also criticized as being too intense for kids, fall, failing to gain traction, while its target demographic and its merchandise failing to sell. So see, they fucked up, they retooled the show, they slammed, they shot down the graphics of the cartoon, made it more towards the original. If you're gonna reboot a cartoon, it has to appeal more to kids' eyes. Like what what people back in the day seen is different. They seen it as groundbreaking. If you was to reanimate Johnny Quest or any of those older cartoons to where it is today, kids are not gonna be they're not the attention spans are too short and kids are more into three D. So something like that, you know, trying to make something modern is very difficult. And again, you have to take into account that um, you have an older audience to appeal to because Johnny Quest is back in the 60s. So how would the older, the older generation may not resonate with that because simply they don't like the new animation and stuff like that. It's hit or miss. But cartoons are, they back then was just viewed as for kids. They didn't really think of adults at the time. Not really. Uh, number 16, Ronin Warriors. Uh, ran for 39 episodes, two seasons running for three years between 99 and 2002. It's an English dub of an anime, Yoroiden um, Samurai Trooper. It features five ronin possessing mystical armor and weapons with elemental powers in the modern day. It was similar to a samurai version of Power Rangers and showed up at the time when American interest in anime was on the rise. Yeah, because like Cartoon Network had Toonami at the time, so um, Dragon Ball Z was gaining traction. Everybody wanted Dragon Ball Z, and then all these other animation um, animes came about. You know, Pokemon kind of also spearheaded that in, from the late '90s. Um, yeah, never heard of it though. But yeah, it was it came at the right time, just didn't last as long. Oh yes, this here again, another movie grab. A movie grab. Number fifteen. Yes, believe it or not, Back to the Future. They had a cartoon. It came out on CBS. I remember. I've watched a few episodes of this. Uh, lasted 26 episodes, two seasons, ran for only one year from 91 to 92. So that's like right after the third Back to the Future was already made. It says, you may or may not remember Back to the Future animated series that ran from 91 to 92. The series featured all the notable characters you expect from the trilogy, but with more of a focus on Doc Brown and his family this time around. As one may expect of a time-traveling show for kids, the seasons, I mean, the series sees each episode conflicting Conflict, I'm sorry, taking the main characters on adventures through time in order to set everything right. Um, yeah, it basically was like Bill and Ted. Because Bill and Ted tried to work off of that Bad to the Future uh, formula, except not using a car, but using a phone booth. Bad to the Future, um, I remember some, because some of the um, promotions actually used Christopher Lloyd in it. And I'm not sure if he did the voiceover. And I don't, and I think Marty was in it, but I don't know if Michael J. Fox did the voiceovers. They might have found like secondhand people to do it, but I do remember this. I, I do remember. I, I think though the timing was off with the cartoon because it was like after the third movie, and the third movie didn't really do as well as the first two. 
had the cartoon maybe have came out, I don't know, around the first and the second movie, it would have probably done maybe a little better. All right, number 14, The Savage Dragon. Uh, 26 episodes, two seasons running only one year from 95 to 96. So it says here, it tells a story of a mysterious dragon found in the city of Chicago. I don't, I, I don't know how you're finding dragons in Chicago, but you'll find something else there. Uh, it says here, with no memory of who he is or where he comes from, he then joins the police force using his super strength to save the city. Now, the funny thing about this was that um, it says here that the voice talent of, um, they, they had some pretty big voice actors here, Mark Hamill, um, Jim Cummings, Michael Dorn, Renee Albergenau, and Frank Welker. Now, uh, Frank Welker, again, he's legendary. He goes all the way back to doing the voice of Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo. So what happened? I mean, they had all these big talents, but I mean, nobody's going to believe this shit. A dragon that's a, a Chicago cop? You got me on that one. They had a budget because they, they hired some pretty well-known uh, voice actors. So I guess they were doing, they had money, but it was just like whatever. All right, number 13, I'm not even going to get too deep into it, is Street Sharks because Street Sharks made that other list. Uh, 40 episodes, three seasons for three years uh, from 99 to 2002. Wait, that can't be right. Street Sharks? Street, Street Sharks, I'm pretty sure, was earlier than this. This has got to be a typo because I don't recall Street Sharks coming out in 1999. No, it was definitely a little bit earlier, but I'm not going to get into that. Number 12, Life with Louie. Yes, Louie Anderson had his own cartoon. Somebody thought this was a good idea. It was actually kind of funny, though, seeing uh, Louie as a kid. It ran for 39 episodes, three seasons from 94 to 98. It says Life with Louie is about the events from comedian Louie Anderson's own childhood combined with material from his own stand-up. Uh, topics of choice for episodes range from Anderson's 10 siblings, damn, family antics, with his homemaker mother and loud but loving World War II veteran father and stories about growing up. It says Anderson was so invested in the project, he began each episode with a live-action monologue about the theme of the week. Life with Louie was a surprise hit on, at the time on Fox, airing Saturday mornings and winning two daytime Emmy Awards. Yeah, that shit was, um, that shit was pretty good. I've, I've watched a few episodes, and I think like, it, it resonated more with adults than it did with kids because I don't think any kids is watching any stand-up of Life with Louie. Okay, I don't know if I mentioned this last one, this next one on the list from the last one, but Gargoyles. Gargoyles was dark. It was the shit. My uncle loved this cartoon. 78 episodes, three seasons, ran for three years from 94 to 97. This cartoon was, was it. This was it. Gargoyles was ahead of its time. It's dark and clever. It has complex and well-developed characters, and the plots are surprisingly adult, including Shakespearean references. Arthurian and Scottish legend, mythology, and even social issues like firearm safety and, ra and racial prejudice. Um, the villain, David Xanatos, gains such a reputation as a symbol for Machiavellian planning that he actually has a type of planning named after it. Um, the Xanatos Gambit, a plan in which all possible outcomes benefit the planner. Uh, Gargoyle simply doesn't get enough credit for changing how cartoons was made. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving that cartoon its flowers. When there's talks of a reboot or a live-action Gargoyles, I think that's somewhere in some studio trying to get worked up. The funny thing is was that the Gargoyles were named after parts of New York. You had Brooklyn, Bronx, and there was a few others that were, like, named after parts of New York. Because, I mean, I think it takes place in New York. Yeah, it takes place in New York. So it, it made sense for um, the characters to be named after parts of New York. But, no, that cartoon was way ahead of its time. I'm surprised it didn't get slammed for being so dark. But, um... It definitely, definitely deserves its flowers. 
I don't know what the fuck this is. Dog City? Yeah, this is. I'm down to my last 10, by the way. Dog City, um, it ran for 31 episodes, three seasons, plus an original movie, and it lasted for two years from 92 to 94. It says, Dog City is a show focused around the adventures of canine private investigator Ace Hart, a German shepherd raised by Chinese Pekingese parents. Yeah. As he tries to protect Dog City from bulldog and mob leader Bugsy Vile. It's kind of like some... Dick Tracy, Dog Tracy kind of shit. Um, I don't even think I've heard of this cartoon before. No, I have not. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know. I never heard of this shit. But uh, yeah, it sounds like a really interesting thing. But um, I don't even know what network the shit came on. I, I would only assume it came on like local television. But no, I have no idea. This next cartoon, though, <laughs> Earthworm Jim. So if you're a gamer, a 90s gamer, you remember Earthworm Jim. Very popular ip at the time um they had a cartoon that lasted 23 episodes two seasons and it ran for only one year from 95 to 96 it says based on the successful video game series of the same name the cartoon series earthworm jim follows the adventures of an earthworm who came across a powerful suit and dedicated himself to saving the universe from evil (sighs) he's accompanied by an anthropomorphic dog sidekick named peter puppy who turns into a monster when he's hurt or scared, much like a canine version of the Hulk. You know, I never played Earthworm Jim, but I do remember it coming out, as far as the video game, it came out for uh, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Never played it, though. I've seen the gameplay of it, and it was, like, a pretty cool game to see. So I guess people were just trying to cash in on that. Oh, shit. And, I, you know, again, using cartoons as a way to sell toys and other merch for that IP. Um, I think there was talks about bringing that IP back. I don't know. I think um, today's generation really wouldn't work well with Earthworm Jim, but a lot of the older generation, like myself, probably would like work with it. But there's been talks about bringing it back. I don't know what's going on with that. All right, this next cartoon I already spoke about, the last episode, Dumb and Dumber. It ran for only one season, one year, 13 episodes. Again, it was another one of those things where the movie, um, they tried to capture, you know. Again, I think the reason why this cartoon didn't work, again, was because Dumb and Dumber was more for an adult's as far as the movie, not really kids. So kids wouldn't really work well with this with the Dumb and Dumber IP, you know, because the movie was not for kids to begin with. All right, this next cartoon, um, number seven, Mighty Max. I thought this was pretty cool, too. Um, they went for 40 episodes, two seasons. It lasted only a year. It says, Mighty Max, the animated series, is based on a line of toys and involves a young boy with a magical baseball cap that transports him across dimensions with the wise talking bird, Virgil. Um, and their warrior bodyguard, Norman. They tried to be educational by including historical figures, I mean facts, and have epilogues where Max would explain the significance of the episode. Um, but it was never able to break away from its legacy of being created to sell toys. And it was also criticized for being too violent and character deaths from the finale. Um, I don't ever recall this shit being so dark, but then again, I've only seen maybe a few episodes. Again, for some reason, 90s cartoons were so criticized for being violent. Because the, the premise was that cartoons were strictly for kids. But now when you watch a lot of, um, there's a lot of adult animation cartoons that are more geared for adults now than back in the day. Because kids, I'll be honest with you, kids ain't watching cartoons like they used to. So they're like, okay, shit, we can make cartoons for adults. And believe it or not, you know, like you got South Park and you got um, Big Mouth and stuff like that. Those things, those are straight for adults. Because they realize kids ain't watching cartoons no more. At least not the way they used to. All right, so the next one, 
Ugh, I'm skipping this one. This was also just a terrible cartoon. Then number six was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I've already explained this in the last episode. Um, number five, I'm going to skip as well. It was Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, which is also mentioned in the last episode. The Mighty Ducks. Did I talk about the Mighty Ducks? I, d I think I did, but in case if I didn't, I'll go over it again. Um, it lasted one season, ran for 26 episodes, and it only ran for one year. Now, I did see a few episodes of this cartoon. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's based loosely on the 1992 comedy drama sports film about a team of underdogs called the Mighty Ducks, and loosely and loosely is the key word here since it only has one of the strangest premises for any mainstream animated series. So remember the movie Mighty Ducks had humans playing hockey? This shit actually had ducks. So I guess the, the idea was like, yo, let's make Mighty Ducks real ducks because they're called the Mighty Ducks, and let's make them really mighty. I guess that's what it was. It says the Mighty Ducks would change from a hockey team into a crew of half-human, half-duck superheroes with powers and futuristic technology from a planet called Puck World. Man, that sounds really crazy. Uh, that fights off a reptilian alien menace with a legendary goalie mask. Uh, they, do, they do this while being a legit NHL team on the side who apparently had no problem hiring humanoid ducks. Yeah. All right, number three. Now, I remember this cartoon, and I did see this, and I remember the theme song somewhat well. Um, James Bond Jr. Yes, James Bond Jr. had 65 episodes lasting one season and lasting one year. So that, that, that studio, it also looked like it's the same studio I did the He-Man shit because He-Man, the new adventures, they pumped out 60-something episodes in one season too. Uh, this was only one year. It says it tells the story of 007's nephew um, as he used gadgets to save the world from global criminal organizations such as Scum, um, and it's mysterious leader scum, scum lord. It also involves includes characters like IQ, the grandson of Q, and Gordo Later, the son of Felix Later, both of whom were James Bond Jr. schoolmates at Warfield Academy. It says also, due to its younger target audience, Bond Jr. never killed anyone or engaged in the prosolivities of his namesake was famous for. Regular villains like Jaws and Doctor No showed up, but in exaggerated cartoon forms. Uh, James Bond doesn't have a nephew in the regular canon, but unlike many cartoons on the list, James Bond Jr. was mildly successful and lasted for a respectable 65 episodes. For an IP like James Bond that catered to kids, that's impressive because James Bond is more for adults. But somehow the kids liked it. All right, this cartoon here, I don't think made my other list. Biker Mice from Mars lasted 65 episodes, three seasons for three years from 93 to 96. This shit was a dope cartoon too. Um, it says, Biker Mice from Mars was another show that hoped to cash in on the success of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The story is pretty simple. Throttle, Motto, and Vinny are three humanoid mice that love motorcycles and flee a war on their home planet of Mars to settle on Earth to protect it from the threat that destroyed the homeland. True to strict 90s censorship, the show was full of battles with no blood or firearms, and all the opponents were robot monsters or aliens. Their merchandise included action figures and video games filled with advertisements from Snickers, um, snicker bars. Uh, still, the mice have must have left a lasting impression since a revival series was launched in 2006 and a mobile game was made as recent as 2015. I didn't know that. I thought like, but once Biker Mice and Mars were done, they were done. I did not know they had a reboot of some sort. And of course, number one, Samurai Pizza Cats. Now, I've already explained the Samurai Pizza Cats in the last episode. And again, it lasted for 52 episodes, one season, and it came out, um, it ran from 1990 to 1991. Oddly enough, though, I don't recall seeing this cartoon until a few years later, sometime in the mid, almost late 90s. So this cartoon may have been produced in Japan 
for that year, but it was probably introduced to the U.S. until a few years later, which makes sense because um, what they what the Japanese try to do is, or the Americans, or both of them, they try to bring anime carts, animes to the U.S., but it doesn't come out until later on, so they can kind of figure out the English dubs and whether or not there's a market for it. So, yeah, that's why I don't recall seeing Samurai Pizza Cats this early in the 90s. It was more like the mid-90s for us in the U.S. But, yeah, that is the most complete. And, again, it's funny. This list didn't even mention um, Kid and Play or Hammer Man, but whatever. <laughs> I'll roll with it. I've already mentioned those two cartoons as a, um honorable mention in the last episode, so it's not a big deal. So. But now I'm, I'm done with um, Forgotten Cartoons. I'm not even going to go over another list. It's it's pretty simple. There's a lot of them, and if um, something sparks a core memory, you can go back and do your own research on it and, and stuff like that, and <laughs> even go back to YouTube. A lot of those old cartoons that are forgotten that I've mentioned are on YouTube. Bill and Ted, Back to the Future, Samurai Pizza Cats, all that shit is actually on YouTube. And sometimes I do find myself going back in time to watch these clips of these cartoons because, again, I'm a very heavily nostalgic person, so that's what I do. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode, and we are done with Forgotten Cartoons. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm just one of those people that just can't leave the past alone. Sometimes I'd like to take a trip back and just think of the, the, uh, the simple times. Um, but yeah, those simple times are long gone. So, you know, got to create some new times, I guess now create new memories. All right. So, Hey, thanks for listening and, uh, stay tuned for whatever the next episode will appear because I never really give a timeline. The only thing I will tell you is that if there's a long period where I'm not going to do episodes, boom, but I'm not going to tell you when the next episode is going to be. It's just simply because it's not guaranteed that I will do it based on work. So just whenever you see it pop up, if you follow one of those, um, Whatever platform you follow, you get a notification, you'll know right then and there. All right, so hey, thanks for listening, and we'll do this again some other time. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there, and um, make it a good one. Peace out. Straight thugs on this side, let's do or die to the death like the terminal ill, taking their last breath, read your last right. God forgive me for the sin I'm about to commit, taking the life, kill a big kill, rather than some.